Hello, magnetic mates. So I there's a saying that's called you can't polish a turd. <laughs> and I recently listened to a story where it actually showed that you actually can and there's value in it. And I thought it would be worth talking about. So that's what today's episode's about. Hello, I'm Olivia D'Souza. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm a content and podcast expert. I support visionary entrepreneurs and leaders passionate about living with purpose. Join me as we explore podcasting, life, business, and authenticity. Subscribe for meaningful conversations with a business buddy who gets what it's like. Welcome to Magnetic Pod. I'm stepping in the next So I recently listened to a interview with Grant Denyer and if you're not from Australia, Grant Denyer is a celebrity in Australia. He came onto the scene, uh, oh gosh, I don't know how many, if it's been a while, a decade or two ago, <laughs> joining Sunrise as the weatherman and but just not your average everyday weatherman. He was he made that a really entertaining uh, show uh, a segment and he went all over the the country and did all sorts of things uh, and so I listened to his story on the imperfect so go go check that out but I just wanted to share my my takeaways and well he he grew he grew up with his mum and dad until a certain point where they they got divorced and split and he stayed with his mum and he believed that the split was his fault so he carried that uh also the so he lived with his mum she wasn't that well off uh and he believes in hindsight that he had learning disabilities that weren't diagnosed so he was never going to be uh get success through academic means he loved racing cars he wanted to be a racing car driver speaking of which I can hear race I can hear loud cars outside the window so hopefully that's not coming through too much in the sound if it is that's life huh but uh he wanted to race cars and he needed sponsors so in his wisdom he figured that being famous being a celebrity would get you there so he his first decision was that he wanted to be a journalist and I knew he couldn't do it by the serious and uh, what's the word? Well, the usual route. That's not the word I want, but that'll do, <laughs> the traditional route. So he instead, like he couldn't afford the tuition and all that sort of things. So that that was just, and he wasn't academic. So that was just not on the cards. So he just got involved volunteering and doing the stuff that nobody else wanted to do and working hard and offering to do the shifts that no one wanted to do. And eventually when there were shifts that nobody wanted, late night or whatever, he he, he was trained on the job as he went along just by doing odd jobs and doing working hard and doing whatever he could. He he. He learnt his craft and he finally got an opportunity to have a gig as a journalist. He as a journalist, he he got the gig and on his first job, he realized he'd been barking up the wrong tree and he wasn't cut out for it. Because the first job was was a road accident. 
and no one warned him, the the police officers and the ambos or whatever, the, they didn't block him from seeing everything and he saw someone in a very bad way. I won't even try to describe it, but it was pretty grotesque and awful and he was just confronted with that and he went, well, uh, uh, no, I, I, I don't have, uh, I'm not built for this. This is this is not for me. I think he stuck it out for a while from memory. Excuse me. But he decided he'd put his hand up for the fluffy jobs, for the fluffy story, the good news story, the stories that the journos don't want because they want the serious hard-hitting stuff. But he was like, nah, can't do that. So he put his hand up for the fluffy stories. <laughs> and then a gig came up for the, I'm looking at my notes to remind myself, the Royal Easter Show in Sydney. And this went. this is a thing that goes for... A while, a few days, I want to say, maybe a week. I can't remember. But it goes for a while, and so for several days. And it was the job that none of the journos want because they want the serious, credible jobs and maybe they want a holiday or very stuff for whatever reason. It just was not a job that anyone wanted. And he took that job that no one wanted and he milked it for all that it was worth and he went all out and he made it as funny and as and as you know zany and as everything as he could and I think he tried he had been pulled up by an executive a boss of some sort you know that you're hopeless and you'll never get anywhere and when he was doing some of these things that he was testing out he'd been working on some material to be entertaining he this this same person was watching and stony faced and not letting anything on and he was like oh, oh my god <laughs> but the comment that this guy ended up coming out with was i have never seen anyone polish a turd as well as you <laughs> and so that's really interesting to me because i've i've heard of you know can't polish a turd as a as a term to use you know sometimes uh in certain contexts but this it was interesting because it's a way to show that sometimes there's opportunities and because it's not what everyone's going for, we don't see them. Sometimes the opportunity is in is in what nobody else wants and seeing and so there was this segment and, and then I think from there, that's right, from there he was offered the weather and he didn't, he was offered a weather gig not sure if it was the sunrise one or a stepping stone sort of one. But he was offered a weather gig and he turned it down. He didn't want it because he thought, if I do the weather, then that's a lifetime of just being known as the weatherman. You can never shake that. And I guess that's true if you think of anyone who's like a weather presenter, you just think of them as the weather person forever and a day. And so he didn't want that. and But they really wanted him and so he sort of put to them, well, as long as I can kind of make it about anything but the weather. <laughs> and they said, "There's all you have to do is say, as long as you say what the, the temperatures will be for Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane and Perth or whatever it was, anything else is your oyster, you decide. And that was just too good to, res- to resist. And then so that morphed into the the sunrise gig that we know and and so I guess it's just interesting to note that there are opportunities and it's just a matter of whether you can see them or not. 
there was no opportunity until somebody saw that there was. There was just boring weather segments and that's the way it always was and always would be until somebody said, I'm going to, I'm going to send me all around the country. Let me meet this. Let me do these outlandish things that I can't actually think of now, but he did everything and anything. And once he saw that opportunity, there was no undoing it. Uh, he's set the groundwork for a format that now exists for other entertainers to follow in. So I guess where I'm going with this is it's just interesting to look at our own lives and look at what we want and look at what's in front of us and is there an opportunity right in front of us that we're not seeing? Is there a thing we're not taking that maybe we could or maybe we could do a thing in a different way to standard? So Grand Story was really interesting and I thought it was a good lesson in seeing opportunities and creating them for yourself. It's, it was a really good podcast. I'd recommend going and listening to it. It was It was disappointing to hear that the hardship he went through it and he went into a deep dark hole uh and had had to have he had a he broke his back he had to be on pain medications which just played havoc with his mental health to the extreme he never gave himself credit for how great he was on on tv uh and you know he had had a lot of demons to fight and he saw he learned from the people around him which i think is great you know he he what he did on on sunrise was a mishmash of all the people that he learned from from that were in the industry that he took a bit of this and a bit, bit of that and he was the sum of all of that he didn't feel like he was truly him, him until he did family feud and he got into his stride of feeling like it was he was himself and he got to enjoy it more so i guess we have to take the lessons where we can, the good and the bad. So maybe also to give yourself credit and believe in yourself and don't take so long to believe in yourself. But, yeah, so I'd love to know your thoughts. Do you see things in your life and see there's no opportunities and is it possible that there are opportunities and it's just a matter of reframing or changing something that's in front of you to suit your strengths food for thought love to know your thoughts let me know send me a message put it in the comments and uh if you are interested in podcasting remember you can get a free resource a checklist from my website or i'll put it in the show notes and i'll and i'll see you in the next one bye Stepping in the next level me I'm here to be everything I can be Like a snake, I'm shedding my skin to be Hello, it's Livy here. Have you ever wondered about what the key elements are that make a podcast truly stand out? Or maybe you're thinking about starting your own special podcast and feel a bit overwhelmed and don't know where to start. Well, I have something for you. 
Introducing the Ultimate Podcast Checklist. It's a step-by-step guide that covers everything from the initial brainstorming to advanced growth strategies. It's the perfect companion for both new and seasoned podcasters. And the best part, it's absolutely free. (laughs) To grab your coffee, simply head to the show notes of this episode and you will find a direct link there and then away you go. Remember, every podcast started with that initial spark and the right resource. So let the ultimate podcasting checklist be yours.